How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I have mixed opinions on everything, um, but I am <laughs> alive. I just had some curry, so hmm. we're vibing. We're good. That's How about fair. you? How are you feeling? My hands hurt. <laughs> I didn't need to clap that loud, apparently, to synchronize <laughs> audio. <laughs> See, this is what happens when we take breaks of uh, playing Smash for just weeks upon weeks of Baldur's Gate 3. Uh -huh. He loses, like, the, the thumb. Well, he's gained sensitivity in his fingers versus yeah. them being numb from slamming on a analog sticks. It's a weakness is really what it is. Um, and uh, if pain is weakness leaving the body, then I've got a lot of weakness in my body. <laughs> uh, I was once, uh, recently actually, I was just kind of like um, jamming out in the car driving back from something and I had the windshield down, windshield down, the window down. <laughs> you can't usually <laughs> bring the windshield down. I was tapping the fingers on my fingers on the top of the car I was like, this is just really cool. I'm feeling it, you know, enjoying the music. I like cruising. It's it's fun. Um, and I started, like, hitting the top of my uh, car with my fingers a little bit harder. And then afterwards, I was like, this hurts a lot. Like, it takes very little effort to basically bruise the tips of your fingers <laughs> if you're tapping them against metal. Right. Um, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Weak flesh body is not worth it. No. I mean, at least you're not in a situation where you have to bump up against things a lot. It is very yeah. much uh, opt-in for bodily injury with the fingies. That's true, yeah. I was doing some recent, like, yard work, um, taking care of leaves, autumnal side effects, um, and I realized that, like, I need to opt in more often <laughs> if I'm going to have any semblance of the ability to opt in in the future, right? I can't just turn into the uh, the blob at the end of I have no mouth and I must scream, which was the direction I was going, right? I need to occasionally exercise or do something or else everything's going to be rough. Uh, question for you. Well, while you're doing leaf stuff, uh, did you listen to the Dust Force soundtrack? Oh my gosh, I didn't, but that would have been good. As you like are sliding down your roof and then jumping off, <laughs> Mang was like, "Jake, Jake." Uh huh. I actually, I talking about sliding off the roof. We did talk about the different ways we could disembark the roof. There's not that many safe ones. <laughs> There's basically one corner of the house where it's like a four foot drop if you were to like dangle your feet over the edge first, mm -hmm. and everything else is worse than that usually leading straight to like concrete <laughs> so yeah it's yeah. not ideal to ever fall off a roof let alone jump off a roof um yeah yeah but i mean worst case like you wouldn't die from it no like i've no. definitely jumped off from our garage roof which is you know like a single story type thing grown mm -hmm. up and uh it was more than i should have um for my young knees but didn't die didn't actually damage anything thankfully yeah, it's it's pretty ill-advised. Um, falling is also, you know, physical activity, that's one thing. I don't do that often, but um, experience in falling is also not a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I would probably just mess up my instinct and just, like, aim my head for a rock and dive face first or something. Like, like I, I have no instinct for that, so. I feel like um, if you were just falling off a roof, you'd kind of extend your limbs to try and break the fall out of instinct. 
regardless fair, of where yeah. you were going. Like you're not gonna do a cat and be like aha, and right. then bounce yeah. back. You're just gonna fall. And it happens very quickly too. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but all things considered, I don't spend that much time on the roof, so it's a localized risk. Usually about once per year. Um, not too bad. You could do a car strategy and just have a tarp over your entire roof and then mm. occasionally just peel the tarp back. Anything that's on the tarp will fall off and then you put the tarp back oh. on. That's kind of the purpose of the roof, I think, though, right? <laughs> like, is to have the, the shingles and stuff up there. I guess the tarp would make it easier. Hmm. Check out my new there's business, probably... tarp roofs. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's probably a downside to that, but I can't think of what it would be off the top of my head. I mean, it looks like shit. I, I think it'd be the main moisture, thing. Maybe underneath it? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It would look bad, though. You're right. Um, there's one side of my house that's, like, not facing the street. That's where there's the, the crevice where leaves get stuck, mostly. I could put a tarp there. We'll think about it. Um, we also got a tarp this year. Previously, we were like trying to mulch a bunch of leaves or just rake them all the way to the to the, the side street where they get cleaned up. Um, but a nice 10 foot by 8 foot tarp, slap it down there, rake the leaves onto the tarp, and you carry just the whole thing over. It's so much better. So much better. I was doing it individually with toothpicks and leaves, so... Mm-hmm. I like yours better. You got those... Those uh those grippy like trash cleanup things are just like leaf, leaf, <laughs> leaf <laughs> release. <laughs> yeah. That's I, what's going on in my life. How's uh how's last month been treating you? The whole month? Oh my god, well. Um it's been relatively fine for me, uh going through some physical health stuff, not like going through it type going through it, just trying to uh work on some stuff. So I don't hit right. the age of 35 is my next mile marker with age where mm-hmm. I'm banking on I'll start going to actual therapy by 35. Probably on my sure. 35th birthday is when all these things will happen. So it'll be a nice right. even spot. I'm probably going to come out as bi for like as many jokes right. as I've made. I feel like I have to pay it back at a point. Yes, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had another one in there for my bi 35. Hey, bi 35. <laughs> Um, uh huh. Yeah, it's a I good would, year. I would for like it, to be visit. to be healthy by then. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to go to the gym on a regular basis without my back being a whiny baby. I want to be able to eat food without being like I feel sick from that and I don't know why. So I'm just gonna deal with yeah. this now and then forget anything I did beforehand and then repeat that process indefinitely. <laughs> I had I curry definitely... and coffee. I feel gross. <laughs> Weird yeah definitely not it's good to be able to eat the food that you enjoy eating and not have that enjoyment have an abrupt end yes <laughs> right <laughs> You're just, yeah. like uh like i can eat ice cream but i need to be sitting on the toilet when i do it no reason just playing it safe um yes don't exactly. want to be in that situation <laughs> if possible i will say for ice cream though i'm kind of your situation's more extreme than mine i'm not comparing mine uh to yours um I do not often have a great reaction to like ice cream, especially like high high cream content mm-hmm. ice cream, um, high milk fat or whatever. Um, I am definitely 
beyond the phase of uh, producing the enzyme that can actually <laughs> process lactose. <laughs> so cheese I can mostly do. That's mostly fine, but ice cream's too extreme for it. Um, I had a little bit last night with post-dinner. Um, very rare. But yeah, I've also really cut out a lot of the dairy outside of some cheeses, whether that be like shredded or cream. Because um, I like me a good bagel. I've been having a lot of those bagels. But again, I don't know if that's my body just is like, hey, you haven't really been having dairy for years, and so now you're like bagel binging. Because mm-hmm. I went from normal milk with cereal to almond milk to just no milk and just huffing it dry. Um, right. Just dry milk. <laughs> yeah, the powdered stuff. Your, your saliva yeah, yeah, does most good. of the work for it. Um, yes. Yeah. To reconstitute it. <laughs> milk paste. <laughs> what everybody loves. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you ever tried lactate? No. I, I do recommend it. You know, it doesn't... Well, I mean, check to see if it conflicts with anything. But if you know that you're going to have, like some ice cream or something like that that has a more severe reaction uh you just take a little bit beforehand and it's just like it's basically just a booster it gives you that enzyme that allows you to process it that you that most people lose as they age um and then some people lose very aggressively and those people are completely lactose intolerant um but yeah uh i recommend it we had some it helped me um and it's very normal to not be able to process milk as you as you grow up. I think the perception that people can continue to process milk and dairy products for the entirety of their lives, it's all big. It's all big farm. Right? You've heard of pharma, but this is just farm. Just big farm. Uh-huh. Dairy growers of America. I guess they don't really grow dairy. Eh, <laughs> I think it's point, very close a... to that as the name, though. Dairy Farmers of America, I think, is the, the lobby organization. The deep state. I don't know. I'm not Ooh, beef stick. <laughs> I just really want the occasional cheese. Cheese uh-huh. can be nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe occasional like chocolate something. Yeah, eh. you can. You can usually get chocolate without dairy though. Well, yeah, chocolate doesn't have to be milk, milk chocolate. Like but I'm yeah. fairly white in that regard, so mm. that's me on that. Right, but not so white as to eat uh, white chocolate. No, obviously. that's disgusting. So, yeah. <laughs> it's I don't even know what that is. Uh-huh. There was a point where I was like, yeah. But that point was very brief and I was like 12. Cuz I was just, yeah. you know, anything with sugar counts as cool and good. And now I'm like, don't actually like the taste of that. That's going to stick to my teeth. Mm-hmm. The closest thing to white chocolate I can I can accommodate, I can endorse is the Hershey's cookies and cream. And that's not really white chocolate. That's the thing I liked when I was twelve. Um, I can't. Mm. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> can't do it. That's fair. No. Do you like a crunch though? I, yeah, but if you're going for crunch, there's so many better actual Put rice krispies hidden in my chocolate. Hello. Yes, exactly. Or you get like if you want a wafer, that's the Kit Kat. We already talked about that. Can't remember if that was the episode we scrapped or not, but we talked about it. I think favorite question, favorite question for favorite candy was Kit Kat. It might have been the one we scrapped. It was. Ask me my favorite candy. What's your favorite candy, Dave? It's it's got to either be peach rings or jelly slices. Mm-hmm. Anything that's very that's fruit right. forward has a good chew. Um, hard candies are really meant for sucking on, but like, I like to masticate. I like mm-hmm. to eat and chew the food. 
Um, right. Like I'm never going to say. Once you get a certain stage in your life. <laughs> yeah. I like, like uh, I like the dinner pastel mints that like your grandmother might have in a dish. Those are nice. Mm. Those are kind of melt in your mouth. They have a good flavor, good mouthfeel. But uh, nine times out of ten, I would rather appreciate chewing a thing, getting the whole experience versus just now sit here and be patient. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth tastes yeah. like root beer. That's right. It does. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, but also I will. Did you? Huh? I was going to ask if you got any candy or anything candy adjacent for Halloween. Uh, not for Halloween, but literally last night I went to a place in town and got like six different things of chocolate. Yeah. It's, That's fair. It's not for, I'm not even that big of a chocolate person. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like this cute little candy store. We figured we'd check it out. Um, so I figure that can go to a nice home or two. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely the way to do it. We have a local candy place as well that's like been here for sixty years or something like that, and it's like same management basically, and the prices are they're relatively expensive, I would say, but it kind of doesn't matter because it just feels really good to get like fresh chocolate candy stuff that's made there, um, and usually a lot of it get like a nice almond roca or something like that oh yeah oh my gosh yeah um it's been a little bit since we went there but it's it's nice to have it's it's good to have a local candy place yeah this is not a i don't think they make their own stuff i think a lot of it's imported um right that's cool too you know yeah get something exotic yeah they had some cool things there for sure definitely want to go back and explore more I think we were in there for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes but i could have easily like slow rolled it eyeing each individual piece of candy yeah yeah people also say like oh like a kid in a candy store but what you don't what doesn't get as much coverage is an adult in a candy store because you actually have the money to buy things right yes. that's how you come out with a bunch of stuff that just takes a while to eat <laughs> hopefully <laughs> there's there's repercussions for an adult ingesting a bunch of candy whereas a kid might be able to take it <laughs> a kid will have a tummy ache and be fine in like 20 minutes an adult's gonna be like this is my week <laughs> uh-huh exactly if you're just tuning in welcome back to uh trying to exist in your 30s <laughs> yes right it is a struggle but we do our best i will say also um, this month there's been a Normally, I'm just like playing a game at a time, but now I feel like I have to multitask because there are so many games uh-huh. out. It's uh, a lot. It is. And a lot of these games I don't even care about, but even on my radar, I'm like, oh, oh, there's fucking five now? Shit. Why do they all mm-hmm. release today? So that's yeah, it was, um, we mentioned it just briefly in Discord, but like there was an article someone put out that was, uh, asking the question they weren't making the claim right because that could that could maybe invite a lot more criticism but asking the question is this the best year for gaming ever um which i mean probably not (laughs) but it's a very very strong year there has been a lot of games that came out that are excellent 
Um, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3. Eventually, we'll have an episode on, presumably. You know what? Maybe we played enough of the game that we could have an episode on that. Who's to say? Um, but, like, that was genre redefining in the classical RPG space. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't get Elden Ring this year, right? But we did get Armored Core. We got a lot of these other excellent games. And it, it might not be that it was just, like, this was the game where Super Mario... 64 came out or something like that but there were so many excellent games that it could be you know what, what are your thoughts on that i mean it's the- what's, what's your top year for gaming uh, uh, <laughs> obviously you know when every game came out in the 1986 <laughs> actually year. pioneered a lot of no it's it's definitely been a, a hefty year uh just mm-hmm. looking at um either my short list or your short list of the ones that i've interacted with um i've had a chance to play some spider-man 2 that's yeah. been cool. Um, Ghost Runner 2, I just recently mm-hmm. got on board with and I'm working on. And it's just a good sequel so far. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I played so many sequels of things where you're like, I like the original. What are they going to do with the second one? And then it kind of it tangents too much or kind of misses the yes. mark or maybe they're going for something else entirely. And you're like, this isn't what I was hoping for. Um, but Ghost Runner 2 has very much been on the board. Of it. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it very much. Um, Alan Wake 2 also mm-hmm. came out and I've specifically been avoiding any content about that that's where I'm at yeah um, I'm probably going to get it before it goes on sale I just need to work through mm-hmm. other things motherfucking it's not on the list but at the time of recording this is out Talos Principle 2 also True. out yeah. mm-hmm. um, big one so if we're just putting it in like the hey what's been popping off for this year uh, that's another great one and those were like this month yes. too most of those right so like or for when I say this month I mean October yeah. but yeah Lies of P mm-hmm. Armor Core 6 yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 which I think is going to be the biggest one I'd expect that to be game of the year for how widely impactful and well received it was um, it's in the running for the best game of all time which is crazy like it's it's got bugs right yes. the problem is the thing that mitigates it is despite those bugs the stuff that it does well it does so much better than anyone else mm-hmm. it's so good it's like if you had the perfect pet and just occasionally like they dribbled a little bit of pee on the carpet you'd be like uh-huh. i mean yeah but but it's it a great pet, pet. <laughs> exactly it's so good right so yeah it yeah. largely outweighs any issues it's had mm-hmm. and that's really just to name a few but like yeah, to, Tears to of the quote, Kingdom, Hogwarts Legacy. There's it just goes and goes and goes. Yes, uh, Hi-Fi Rush to launch the year. I want to make a, a Jewish joke that nobody's gonna appreciate real quick. Um, sure. There's a song sung during Passover times um, about how thankful the Jews are to God for getting them out of Israel, um, and they essentially mm-hmm. like the song is called Dying Egypt, right? Which hmm? you said uh, you said getting them out of Israel, but you probably meant Egypt. Presumably, ah, they need to be out of the Middle East entirely. <laughs> it's nothing good ever happens with them in the Middle East. Um, uh-huh. But yes, Egypt. <laughs> but they're yeah. recounting all of these miracles that God has done for them, and right. Dianu translates to, "and that would have been enough." Ah, I like so that. it's like, hey, if you would have just gotten us out of Egypt, that would have been enough. If you would have just done right. this for us, that would have been enough. But uh-huh. it's like for like the games that came out this year, it's like, hey man, I would have been happy with just Cheers of the Kingdom. I would have right. been just happy with uh, Ghost Runner 2. 
but it's like all of these things just keep adding on so it mm-hmm. is insane because again we're not even listing that many of them for this year granted we want to focus more yeah. on this month but like it's been crazy it has been yeah, these crazy. Are some, of the, some of the higher profile ones too right like there's been a lot of good indies that i'm gonna have to come back and, and grab on sale and stuff like that um, also i appreciate that reference that that occasionally you inject something into the podcast that's just like it's high brow and significantly higher brow than anything we usually cover and that was good for that i like that um it's uh uh it's kind of funny because as you're describing that like i think the english equivalent is like you do you you wouldn't have to do or you didn't have to do that right and i just love the idea of like these people have their continued existence mm-hmm. because God's doing these miracles, you know, the burning pillar pillar and the tabernacle and all this stuff, manna from heaven. I'm like, oh, you didn't have to do that. We were fine starving, right? Like, <laughs> it's like you're bringing over some that. food to like a potluck. It's like, oh, that's so sweet of you. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to bring uh-huh. that. It's like, well, kind of, kind of, yeah, I did a little bit. Kind, yeah, there's no other food here. No one else, no one else brought anything. <laughs> All right, everyone, uh, gather around God's casserole. Uh-huh. Feeds exactly six people. Yeah. Jokes aside, though, that is a nice, it's a, it's a good, like, Thanksgiving sentiment. That's because it's literally that, so. Too early is all I'm saying. I have to figure out my Wawa order for Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, there's not one near me, so <laughs> I'll have to see what what off-brand Wawa provides for uh, for Thanksgiving. It's probably going to be a a, a schmirky dinner or something like that. Oh, that made, that sentence made me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sheets prepended Thanksgiving dinner. Um, uh huh. Shanksgiving? No, I'll stop. Shanksgiving's probably probably not what they're gonna go with. <laughs> I hope not. Um, so yeah, what have you been checking out of this list of pop off games from, let's say this month of yeah, October? I'm, so for for October releases, definitely Ghost Runner. Um, Ghost Runner two. I was remarking with Dave, like for people who listen to the episode or episode consistently, you'll know that there's some episodes we haven't had yet that we like probably should have uh baldur's gate a good example armored core it's because i'm not finishing these games and uh ghost runner i feel we must have an episode for because this was the game that was a big pop-off for me when the first game came out really enjoyed it we had an episode on it and i owe dave actually finishing a game and not just going back and playing payday 2 um but it's also excellent, so I don't think that's going to be a big ask for me uh, to finish finish Ghost Runner. Um, I'm having a good time with it. It does have a little bit of that that uh, indie jank, where they'll do some things like, okay, now you're talking to NPCs in this hub space or something like that. And I'm like, these characters are not super well modeled or face animations or something like that. But it's fine. I mean, that for me is just court- like a a little in between breather stop so it doesn't take too yes. much away from the actual levels in action and i gotta say a game looks fucking good it does yes mm-hmm. uh there are some times in levels though where i'm like where am i supposed to go <laughs> like uh-huh. they don't give you specific markers i'm just like looking up around i'm like can i dash over here what do i gotta do so that is something that the first game also had 
and I could I agree I, I could have standed to have a little bit more mirror's edge in it mm-hmm. where it's like this is the critical path um, but few games do it as well as that game without giving up entirely and giving you an arrow at the top of your screen yeah. right so I mean and to but. be fair they give you a lot of different route options for completing mm-hmm. a section and also it kind of encourages you to explore a little bit to find secrets though thankfully if you're trying to look for stuff it'll show automatically on your mini map you don't have to have a specific upgrade unlocked and equipped for it which is nice yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and they do some twists on the progression system and other things we can get into more details i think in the the main episode but the the primary changes are all strong so far for ghost runner 2 it's a good sequel um so hopefully that carries through to the end um and uh yeah i'm enjoying it it's especially cool coming off of like cyberpunk because this is the other futuristic punk type setting i don't want to say it's mainstreamed it still is an indie but it's fairly mainstream for an indie so that's pretty cool other than that i don't think i've been playing too much on the list this month because i've been so far behind in games and also because i've kind of been going back to comfort games um or just you know burn time in them that doesn't sound how, like you vampire survivors <laughs> uh, how about you though what, what have you been playing <clears throat> here's the crazy thing really just ghost runner 2 out of that list um mm-hmm. alan wake 2 is on my radar but i haven't had a chance to really check it out yet still been doing mm-hmm. a lot of dota with like the league stuff going on um talos recently just came out and that for me is like <gasps> It has superseded anything else I've really wanted to play. Um, That's fair, yeah. Because I can just get enthralled in something like that and then just kind of mm-hmm. forget about everything else. Um, Ghost Runner 2, definitely put more time into, though. Um, that's really it. <laughs> Some of these other things, yeah. they do seem cool, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're necessarily for me. Like, I did enjoy playing Spider-Man 2. Um Mike brought up his PS5. We played a little bit, but just I, I don't have an interest to really get it per se. Mm-hmm. But definitely yeah. seems like a lot better than original Spider-Man on PS4, mm-hmm. um, which was our, which was a pretty good game. Yeah, right. it was solid. Um, I know also Assassin's Creed Mirage was out this month. That's Mike true. also yeah. picked mm-hmm. that up. Um, but for me though, I I don't care about Assassin's Creed at all. For me, it's always right. It comes off to me as the exact same thing. Um, right, and even if they change things you a little see, bit, I, I just I have no investment in anything they're doing there, as far as the story gameplay. It's just not for me. Right. Yeah, they really went off the rails, kind of, with Assassin's Creed a long time ago, and I'm so far removed from that franchise. I don't know. I think that was one of the goals with Mirage was actually to bring things closer back to the Assassin's Creed two days, but like. It's Call of Duty for Ubisoft, right? That's all it is. Like in my opinion, they, they release yeah. so many of those games. Um that you could just pick like an arbitrary one and be like, I'll play spin the wheel, the one in Egypt or whatever, or Greece. And you're like, sure, whatever. I'll play the Viking one. It doesn't matter. I'll do the um, one in the eighteen hundreds and we'll have muskets. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the plot's so convoluted, it pretty much needs a reset at this point anyway, so yeah i'm not hugely interested in that i was gonna make a joke uh if you see ac 
you think Armored Core first, and then probably Animal Crossing. You don't even think of Assassin's Creed. Like, it's not competitive in the AC market right now. It's true. Um, there were some other ones that came out I'm kind of interested in. So Slay the Princess apparently had its full release um, this month, which is like a narrative game where you make some decisions, and it's sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure style unfolding one. Um, and they had a demo that I played pretty extensively. I got all the achievements for the demo. And I like the writing in it, and it seemed pretty cool. I might give this one a look later, but I'm not in a rush to pick it up. I don't... Again, there's just so much going on right now. Yeah, I remember you playing the demo and thinking it was interesting. I also watched uh, Moxie stream some of it on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, this is familiar. And then I remembered back to the demo. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how deep it actually goes i'd be curious to know that yeah um because it seems it was a like fairly a, lengthy a demo options. but the main thing was just like the the good writing the subversion and i mean obviously slay the princess in the title they tell you this is a a subverse subversive uh uh title mm-hmm. you know compared to the traditional save the princess trope so that's pretty cool um, another one that came out that I learned about very recently was uh, Lethal Company, which is four-player kind of, I guess, extraction survival game. It's pretty much like a horror game. I think there's there's traces of phasmophobia in there where you're uh, dealing with some unknown monsters. But the goal isn't just to identify the monsters. The goal is basically you're working for the salvage crew that needs to grab crap from wherever you're at. Not literally poop, but like scrap pretty much um and extract with it but your if there's a c team that you would send on missions where it doesn't really matter whether they survive or not like you're the d team (laughs) right Uh. (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah depending on how 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 scary it is i might uh, try to grab a couple people for it's 10 bucks on steam retail so if it were to go on sale it only goes lower um, but it's gotten some pretty good reviews so far, and Phasmophobia sort of makes me sad in the decisions developers make for that game. So I'm looking for something in that space that is better. <laughs> um, we'll see for this one. But that one's called Lethal Company. I don't expect there's going to be much discussion on it because I didn't know about it prior to right now. I mean, I watched the trailer as you were talking. Looks, mm-hmm. eh? I don't know. Yeah, graphically, it's kind of retro. They specifically have lower-res stuff, crappy video cameras. Well, yeah, I think that's um, fine as an aesthetic. It's just nothing about that 50 seconds necessarily drew me in. I'd probably want to see some actual uh, gameplay of it to make a make a decision. I think so. Yeah, that's fair to say. But I'm always up for This more is a genre I want to see explode, though. Like, I want some good content in the genre because it's fun. It's a really cool idea. When you say the genre, you're just saying four-person co-op? Like four-person investigative co-op, I would say. Because like Phasmophobia are probably the biggest space in that sort of genre. And I think the developer just only makes bad decisions, almost. <laughs> like that's too much, but it's really rough. Um, and there's no reason that there shouldn't just be something that's way better. So... I don't know. We'll see what we get. 
Well, I like when something pops off because there will always be imitators in the space. Um, mm-hmm. Just like when Minecraft was yeah. huge, everyone's like, we have to make a Minecraft game. And sometimes you exactly. see good iterations of that, uh, though a lot of ones are just like, I want it to be not exactly copy, but I want to take a lot of the good core ideas. I'm going to try some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So even if it doesn't really come to fruition in that title, uh, that copy cat that gets released, um, just bringing about those ideas to light, it might amalgamate into something else down the line. Um, exactly. Yeah, anything that's like, hey, that's a good idea. Let's see if we can do it better. Building off that creativity. I like to see. Yeah. And in the Minecraft example, part of the trick there was like Minecraft sort of did everything that the following games tried to accomplish better for the most part. There wasn't a reason for all these other games to exist. But if there's a game that's deficient and it's the leader in the genre, like absolutely somebody should be stepping in and eating Phasmophobia's lunch. Um, Wish the developers all the best. (laughs) I'm not trying to be negative towards them. But, but if you're delivering to this where... specific office, um, be sure to eat the food and say that it was undeliverable. <laughs> yes, I am. But I am standing outside their offices <laughs> intercepting uh, DoorDash. So, uh, yeah, um, it's a cool it's a cool setup, though. And we've talked about co-op games in the past and how kicking a can in an alleyway would be a fun co-op game because you're playing with friends. But there are spaces where you can legitimately leverage the fact that having a bunch of people working on something together is a fun time and that's that type of yeah. game so i just think it, i want to see more of it those types of experiences i think work better if you have more role distinction because if yeah. you have three mm-hmm. people three people who can do the same thing who does it and why or why would you have multiple people doing the same thing um right mm-hmm. it's like are, are you taking turns with gameplay that feels kind of odd and disjunctive Mm-hmm. Uh, versus a kind of coordinating of kind of like an escape room of hey we're going to go over here and do this you guys do over here go over here and do this and then we'll yes. circle back um but yeah giving everybody something way. to do so they're not just like i play this game with my friends how was it i don't know i just kind of watched them do the stuff um uh, i was on comms i guess yeah that's that's something that i think phasmophobia does okay and that there are no roles, but there are set tools, right? So when you start an investigation, someone might grab, like, the UV light. Someone might grab the microphone, whatever. You can start setting up lasers and all this crap to try to identify the ghost. Yeah. And so even if you don't have, like, I am the um, the scout in Deep Rock Galactic uh, type of, like, fixed role, exactly what you're going to do, um, there's still stuff you can do. And that's important. Um, and I agree 100% with that. Like, that's the failure of Payday, where it's like stealthing a mission with more than two people, and sometimes literally two people, feels pointless, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, well, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. That's the other genre I want to see somebody actually come in and eat <laughs> their lunch, is like, why is there not a better version of Payday, right? Like, why has no one come in and just done this? Because it's a very popular game. Two is more popular than three, I will say. But someone else could have done it, right? Yeah. I think you could really just take anything else like uh, Left 4 Dead 2 and just kind of translate it into, hey, here's some heisting stuff with it. 
Like, it doesn't mm, seem that... Yeah. Again, I'm speaking out of no experience. It doesn't seem that complicated to have, like, bots who can detect you. And then mm. little sub-objectives of, hey, we got to turn the cams off because that'll detect us. We have to bring a right. key card here type thing. But then you still keep all of the fun gu- gunplay and the ads coming in of different types. Mm-hmm. And again, you could even have it with like, oh, maybe it's not a heist. Maybe you're trying to go into like an alien base and disrupt right. the uh, thing that's generating more aliens and breeding pods. Like mm-hmm. you could really just take that core concept and then just do a better version of it. Yeah. I, I, I refuse to believe that no other game developer has seen Ocean's Eleven. Right? <laughs> like, that's a, that's it. Right? Ocean's Eleven, famously <laughs> known for his gunplay. <laughs> well, so the, the gunplay, I guess, is kind of a layer injected on top. But you could have a purely heisting-based game where it was focused on that. And I would probably enjoy that more than the gunplay. Like, combat in Payday 2 is fine. It's never been excellent, Right. It can be fun, but again, people kicking a can around can be have be fun, right? So I don't know. There are certain things I wish I maybe those games exist. Send in the recommendations. I'm gonna say it now instead of at the end of the episode. <laughs> Send in the recommendations for games like Phasmophobia or like Payday so I can check them out and, you know, perhaps get on the right train. <laughs> um but yeah, other stuff that's been going on this month. Um, Barrow Trauma had a pretty major update, and I've been putting some some time in that with friends. Uh, their update screwed things up. So if an, an enemy uh, deep sea monster, for those unfamiliar with the game, hit the outside of your submarine, for those who are unfamiliar with the game, uh, it would cause shrapnel to pierce multiple walls, knock people off their feet, and perhaps one hit kill them inside the submarine. That's concerning. Which is bad. <laughs> oh, it's a goldfish. Oh, we're dead. <laughs> yes. Traditionally, the way you lost in that game is several hole breaches cause the submarine to sink, and then it'll go down to the abyssal plane where the big boys play, and by that I mean you die to terrible monstrosities. Um, but this introduced a completely new way to die, where the enemies hitting your submarine didn't do that much damage to it. But everyone inside the submarine got lacerated to such an extent that they just bled to death instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it was definitely a bug. It got fixed, which is good because it interrupted our play session. Um, But it was a heck of a time. I love there's like one bug that's introduced temporarily and people are like, do you remember when that thing happened? I was like, yeah. They're like, what? They put that in the game? They're like, yep. Somehow got through. They really did. They really did. It just goes to show you how important UAT is, regardless of your field. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some of these indies, I can understand them not getting like a whole bunch of testing. They test pretty much like the happy path, but yeah, there the the bug report had a video demonstrating the incident. They're like, I just spawned in some enemies. I stood right here, and you can see exactly the moment of time everything goes wrong. Um, but. I don't know. They got a response back within a week or something with a patch. So that's good. Not too terrible. There was other stuff to play. <laughs> of all these billion games. Uh, did you see that uh-huh. uh, Toby Fox had a little update on the timeline for Delta Rune? 
So I didn't even, I haven't seen the timeline itself. Well, it's I heard like that a, there was some news there's there. There's not a distinct timeline of like, here's when this is coming out. Um, but the next two gotcha. chapters, I think, are going to be coming out together. Um, and it's pretty much all done for the most part, or at least mm-hmm. for chapter three. Um, but yeah, they very much have a good plan for how they want to tackle everything else and how they want to release it. Um, I don't think it's going to be mm-hmm. individual chapters anymore. And eventually like, there will be right. a whole release. But still, I think until after chapter four, I think these chapters are planned to be released for free. And then there might be like maybe mm-hmm. two bundles after that for the remaining chapters. It is a little interesting. Do you know how many chapters they're going for? Um, If I if were to launch it right now for Delta in chapter two, I think I'd be able to see. I believe it was seven. Mm-hmm seven okay that's probably like when they released chapter two really they actually had a little bar of like here's chapter one here's chapter two and then they had these five blank spaces under it and you're like oh shit seven what does yeah. that mean yeah it is sort of a crazy amount of content like i mean it's taking years i think it's been two years since the last chapter release at least yeah um it sort of reminds me I will say it is a much better implementation of back when Valve was releasing the Half-Life episodes. Like, these could be episodes. Um, or when Telltale Games would release something like um, Walking Dead or Wolf Among Us, and they would release it, you know, chapter by chapter or season by season. I can't remember exactly what they called them. Um, it's an interesting game development strategy, but periodically he just releases one of them for like free (laughs) right and that undermines one thing i'm thinking of is usually you do an early release because you need more money (laughs) and now he's just like okay i'll work on a couple chapters those ones cost money this one will be free those ones cost money it's a little haphazard i wouldn't mind like a little bit more structure but i don't know they're good so who's to say yeah also for me it's like if they were to release all of the deltarune content for like seven chapters at once i think i would die Mm -hmm. um because i would be actively binging everything and then looking up like secret endings and secret paths and then doing like 17 different playthroughs of all of this stuff and then i'm gonna burn out on Uh it really quick um because like when i play a chapter it's usually like a couple hours um but like I've done so much theory crafting and talking to people about stuff and looking up YouTube videos of alternate choices and just meanings or fan animations and I like existing in the community kind of in between chapter releases so it has more oh, yeah. weight mm-hmm. to it part of that is just you know me That's coping because I can't actually play Deltarune right now but like I still mm-hmm. like that aspect of it. I'd rather have it be paced. I want I want a five course meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not five entrees at once, you know. Right. I mean it's a similar thing to anime or shows that release on a, a cadence where like you get to discuss each episode with friends perhaps, participate in the community, people can theorize about what's coming up. Upcoming, I should say. So if that's true, how do you feel about um four and five or i think three and four are those the next two chapters right yes 
Yeah, three and four coming out at the same time. Because this actually, this would seem to run contrary to that idea of trying to get them piecemeal so you don't get overwhelmed. And I think Toby Fox's intent, if I remember correctly, was to release three, four, five all at the same time. But five was taking a while, and so he wanted to get some stuff out the door. Um, I mean, I'm a I'm a Toby Fox simp. We call him Toby Fox around here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I would still check it out. Um, I hope that I'd be able to complete enough of that content and then have the the patience to wait if I couldn't. So like mm-hmm. maybe over a weekend, do chapter four on Saturday, go ah, and post on Discord. Who else is playing? Uh-huh. We have to talk about it. And then Sunday, doing that exact uh-huh. same thing for episode five. Um, right. I mean, it's gonna be it's chaos for me regardless. Because um, I'm gonna be jumping into a world that it's been lovingly handcrafted, and I'm going to appreciate so much. No pressure, Toby, if you're listening. Uh-huh. Um, but like <laughs> I think he's under plenty of pressure <laughs> <laughs> but like when those things have come out I've loved them so much like Deltarune chapter 2 like I got the soundtrack I um that was really it I just had the soundtrack <laughs> but like I played through it again <laughs> I did her. another ending um I looked yeah. up lore videos you know way more about it than I do god damn right if anybody you, says anything you about that fuck you <laughs> I'm the guy yes. um you got the the Undertale Deltarune enthusiast lore master badge. Yes. <laughs> so, but it's just like even if they released um, Elden Ring DLC today, I would feel mm-hmm. like ah, there's other things going on that I want to, like I want to give these things the appropriate love and attention. So it's not just a right. oh that happened. Like I wanted to have weight and impact and sit mm-hmm. with me. I want it to be like that type of experience, ideally. Um, right. It's like if you're baking, you got to let it breathe sometimes. Certain certain dishes, you got to let them breathe. A little bit of time before to anticipate, a little bit of time after to recollect, digest. I guess if you're digesting, you didn't really just let it breathe as a thing. You you ate it <laughs> in that case, but <laughs> I will I will struggle breathe. to breathe while I horf down this uh-huh. loaf of bread I made. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh you, I I get what you're saying though. It's it's nice if you have some time to process yeah. the experience. Because, like, let's say... I mean, I'd say you're enough of a fan of Deltarune, so I can pose that question directly back to you without changing the the game or series. Yeah. Like, if something like that happened, would you... I mean, obviously you'd be excited, but would you want to mm-hmm. be able to space it out more? Or would you just, like me, put your grubby hands on it and then do what you could as fast as possible so uh-huh. you're not getting spoiled on things or yeah it's a it's a fair question i think the density of the content in delta rune kind of lends itself more for periodic releases um if it was more like a tra- traditional rpg maker game and there wasn't a bunch of stuff hidden or whatever it wouldn't matter as much right um and i think releasing it all at one time wouldn't be as impactful but yeah, in the extreme case, I, I, I think having more time actually between the chapters is better for me. But I don't know what the chapter... All of this is contingent upon what the chapter lead-in from 3 to 4 actually is, right? Maybe 3 and 4 are closely intertwined. And so releasing them or trying to dis- distance them out would have just left people with like a massive cliffhanger that would be unsatisfying or something like that, right? So 
I guess we'll see. But um, for most games, I prefer all of it to come out at once, right? There are plenty of games I never go back to because the DLC comes out, and I'm like, great. I don't play that game anymore, (laughs) (laughs) right? Um, But this is a little bit different because this is like releasing chapters in a book. And so rather than just a little additive experience, it's the continuation of the main story we're invested in. So I think it's fine. <laughs> However he wants. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I trust trust Toby for this. Whatever release cadence he wants for it, it's probably fine. Um, for those that d- have never played any of these, though, and they're coming in at the end, and it's just like chapters one through seven, let's go. That's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you literally have to block them out as, hey, doing chapter one, okay, take a break, then do some window chapter two. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good because they have they're full games. Yeah, effectively. Like even I'm doing Talos two right now, and like there are little sections that are like broken into chapters. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. there's, like, different, like, oh, this is a little puzzle area, and I can say, like, oh, this is its own box of stuff. The box is now completed. I will move on. Um, but also, if they have, like, hey, uh, this is starting a new chapter, I'm like, okay, cool. This could also be a natural breaking point to say, okay, I can come back to this later and start fresh instead of doing mm-hmm. maybe half of a chapter and then coming back in two days and being like, oh. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Rest period's really nice. It's it's good. I like that. And I think more games should have things kind of built in to just segment out a little bit. Not to discourage right. playing for longer times, but just if you're not sure when a good breaking point is because you don't want to miss out on something, being like, okay, this is conclusive enough for the time being, cool. Oh, yeah. It's good to have that um, breathing room. Exactly. Uh, let's see though. Delta Room. Hopefully, hopefully everybody else gives Delta Room some time. They can give us the 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 benefit of being like, okay, Delta Room's releasing in in August or whatever. Nobody else release anything in August. That's pretty much what I need now. Um, Basically, like a release embargo. <laughs> yes, for other people's games. <laughs> All game releases will now be through a single queue. Um. <laughs> oh no. We're going to deal with a lot of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a little bit of rapid fire news as we approach the, uh, the, the evening hours of the podcast, the waning hours. Um, we're not ending it or anything, but we're, we're, we're going to end this episode. Uh, some of these I'm going to skip over cause I don't care as much in retrospect. One of the big ones we talk about Bungie and destiny occasionally the expansion it's getting pushed back. Usually they aim to release those in February. Um, presumably, this is reported. I don't think it's been officially confirmed, but a bunch of people got laid off, so not surprising. Uh, the final shape would be pushed back to June, which is a pretty big pretty big jump. So for people who don't like catching up with their activities in Destiny, this gives them a lot of time before that last season will rotate out, and you can just do whatever you want to catch up, um, if you even want to at that point. And then they laid off a bunch of people. Is, does this surprise you, Dave? No. <laughs> um, they really haven't okay. changed their model for a while. Um, always sucks to have layoffs, though. Because, I mean, that's yeah. somebody's actual job. 
Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'd also rather them at least have a delay and like realizing that instead of just saying, hey, we're promising it's going to be this and then it not mm -hmm. being that. Because yeah. that's also just going to kneecap your company a little bit as far as public expectation. If you saw a donkey yeah. had a video about uh, GTA 6 when it's going to be released. Mm, I haven't seen this ah. one. I'd, you can, okay, you can describe it. People, the short version is yeah, basically pause, pause our podcast. Uh, him uh, having recordings of people talking about like games are coming out, or he's like, "Oh, here's a uh -huh. major game that's released in 2021," and they're like, "Oh yeah, we were theorizing about when GTA 6 is going to come out or like uh, some updates." And then every time, if there's like a mentioned date they're targeting, it gets changed, uh -huh. or a fan theory is like, "Okay, so mm -hmm. we were wrong," uh, and all this stuff. And how it's been like ten years of like the same type of thing, while meanwhile like yeah. games are actually releasing and like big games too. Um, mm -hmm. It was just a funny little, oh that's interesting type of video. Yeah, why do people get so excited about unreleased games that may not even release for a long time compared to the really cool stuff that's coming out right now? Right. Yeah. What's funny is like when you describe that bethesda has literally talked about this and they're terrible at it um but they're like we like to re we would like to announce games very close to when they'll be released and they only have pulled this off like a couple times that i can recall they did it with fallout 4 i think they released it the same year it was announced but then they do t stupid stuff like elder scrolls 6 which was announced before they even started planning development yes. on the game. They're like, make a trailer, that's all that matters. Uh, Elder Scrolls that's 6, um, here's the background of a mountain with some uh, trees. Everyone's like, yes. Cool. Uh-huh. Well, they were either like, cool, it doesn't matter, or their hardcore fans were like, cool, when do we get it? And the reality is, it's pointless. It's like waiting for Cyberpunk for six years Dude. or whatever from the first time they Do you remember that fucking first trailer with the Mantis Blades? And then how it dropped yeah. off the face mm -hmm. of the earth for fucking ever. Yeah. Those are obtainable in the game, too. You can get the max tech yeah. mantis blades. And that uh, character, I can't remember her name exactly, but she is a, she's a member of max tech. You can talk to her in, like, a hidden side mission. Oh, nice. She got, like, abducted and brainwashed and turned into max tech. It's cool. It's cool cyberpunk lore. I like it, but... um. Yeah, don't announce your game until it's close to coming out. That's that's my thought. People should be able to ride whatever hype is at announcement point until the game actually releases without you constantly reminding them with advertiser bucks that your game's coming out. Yeah. Uh, if you are going to do that with advertiser bucks, maybe maybe show something. Just a thought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop saying the name of the game and nothing else because it's just like, why? Uh -huh. why? Why would do that? Yeah, but the other element of this story is uh, the early QA of the final shape wasn't looking good, so that's probably the reason they pushed it back. And this could impact Marathon as well, which is Bungie's other announced extraction shooter. But like Bungie doesn't seem that healthy in general. They were bought by Sony recently, and it doesn't seem like that's been enough to really help them. So hope the best for them. Maybe um, they'll make another Halo game. Oh. Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem super likely <laughs> there's going to need to be some interesting acquisition decisions Microsoft will have to also buy <laughs> Sony <laughs> which I don't think they're going to get away with right after they buy um, Activision Blizzard 
They put Master Chief which in was the other thing. Stone, and then <laughs> they could. They could. I don't think he would save that game, but they could. Um, but yeah, that that went through. I can't recall if we mentioned that in the previous news one. I think so. Um, but the we did yeah, that the Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition finally went through after some initial monopoly concerns <coughs> yeah from multiple countries <laughs> um and then uh the ceo will change out at the end of the year i do remember we mentioned that one um there was another one here dead space recently came to game pass as uh, i believe we we may have mentioned uh for the remake so check that oh, one I out i'm playing i'm playing that um, as well i then got distracted by many other <laughs> games on your list as well uh-huh um remake got amazing reviews uh kind of continuing this trend of at least some of the remakes being done uh getting really good reviews and i think we're going to continue to see this i think last year or maybe it was this year but like this i think it was last year we're like this is the year of the remakes it's it's ongoing (laughs) so i think a good um, remake or remaster should fall under this is what my brain remembers playing when the game initially came out mm -hmm. Because like whatever idea you have in your mind, if you go back and play that game for any given game, you're gonna be way off. You're gonna be like, "Oh, these graphics are terrible. This is actually really janky and feels weird to play." But yeah, a good remake or remaster just fits your brain's image of it was immaculate and perfect, uh, and the graphics don't mm-hmm. look bad. I love that criteria. That's a really good criteria. The perception of what you had playing the game back in the day. I like that. Um, there was an article I read um, where the Dead Space 3 producer, whose name is apparently Chuck Beaver, which is <laughs> very funny. Very funny. Um, where he said he'd throw away and rewrite uh, the main story of Dead Space 2 and 3 if he could. And I, re- I read that and I was like, you should do that. Because <laughs> I've... I've I, I don't want to say I'm one of the few who played the entire Dead Space trilogy. There was plenty of people who did, but um, it goes really off the rails in particular as you approach the ending into absolute absurdity, and none of it compares with the grounded plot line of Dead Space 1. So <laughs> uh, my thought is, after reading this, they should do this. They should literally I mean, just be like, okay, well, we remade Dead Space, Dead Space 1. Mm-hmm. Just I think we had a little bit of an audio blip, but I think we're back. Yeah. No, I, I was agreeing with what you're saying, where uh, if the one remaster went so well, yeah, uh, redo 2 and 3 as well. Like, fucking Resident Evil is going through everything. They're going to catch up to the game that they just released and be like, oh, here's the revised version of it after, like, two months. Here's Resident yeah. Evil 9. Here's Resident Evil 9 Remastered. And you're like, what? That came out yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the remaster, remaster. (laughs) But, like, if they are able to do it well and actually add something to it, um, like, I haven't played FF7 Remake or whatever the re, any, Mm -hmm. any, put any word here, re xylophone, um, recoded, (laughs) reloaded. Re started, re re uploaded. Um, it's just the re sound with the uh, <laughs> the steamroller. 
Oh, from JoJo, the fighting game. I can't remember what that's Whee! from. Yeah, JoJo, that was right. Yeah, JoJo's yeah. bizarre fight <laughs> adventure is a, as a fighting game, though. Um, yes, Muda Muda Muda. But yeah, I mean, it's fine to add stuff to it because um, you want to like fix bugs that were there previously, update graphical fidelity, mm-hmm. um, maybe adjust some gameplay stuff if things were kind of maybe had a very janky layout as far as controls. You just want to modernize the experience. And then also, if you want to add other content, like, hey, uh, we actually wanted to add more stuff about Leon Kennedy, but it didn't kind of make sense initially. It makes more sense to kind of shed that light here as like a bonus mission or whatever the right. fuck it's going to be. Um, FF7 Remake, I know, has definitely gone out of its way to kind of diverge from the initial here's mm-hmm. FF7's plot. Um, but maybe it's better for it. Maybe it's not. Um, and if Dead Space 2 doesn't have mm-hmm. good plot or Dead Space 3 and they want to improve that, I'd say go for it. Yeah. It might be better for it. I'm not sure. The 100% agreement. I think it would be. <laughs> Just because the plot gets so freaking weird. I'm not going to spoil it here, but if you're curious, just look up the ending for Dead Space 3. It's absolutely absurd. Um, well, listen, I'm still coming off so of uh, I'm going to, something else ending, so might have my opinion skewed a little bit. Yes. I was thinking it. I was thinking it. We'll, we'll maybe talk about that where some more time, uh, when some more time passes as well. Um but uh, yeah, there's several other items here. Uh, one of these was surprising, so I wanted to mention it. Apparently, Vermintide 2 is still getting updates, which really? is funny because this is supported by the same team that made and makes and supports Darktide, as far as I know, which I don't know how that so makes sense, they but they released like a full new stuff? class. They're like, all right, Necromancer class. I mean, they might, but I mean, that game's also seen like massive updates. I'm just very, I'm very surprised by this. At some point, I kind of, uh, I don't know, I'd consider going back and playing it because Vermintide was actually in a better state than Darktide was, but amongst the Tide arc, right? Um, we came back after the pods, but everything else is need some, needed some improvement. And then this last one I wanted to end on was um, uh, Phil Spencer, now you know head of Xbox and soon to be head of Activision Blizzard. Um mentioned in an interview that he's open to breaking the seal on forgotten games um if the teams want to go back to them and i know this means nothing but i want this to mean everything i hear this and i'm just like excellent starcraft 3 let's go like freaking heroes of the storm they had a patch recently for some reason that fixed a bunch of bugs and that game is officially on long-term support um we could get Master Chief in a MOBA. I'm just saying. If they didn't put him in Smash, he's not going to be and anything. And Lost Vikings. That's true. Yeah, they're done with him. They've had they've had their fun. Um, but we'll see. I guess uh, I I would love to to enjoy some of those those classic games. Maybe they'll make Diablo Four one of these days, right? It'll just be like two. <laughs> I mean, yes. the hope is always yeah, there. A little bit of a joke um, there. I'm always super skeptical, uh, especially when teams change around so much. Um, it's mm-hmm. hard to replicate the same type of game or experience if you don't have the same team there leading it. It's just like if I'm looking at a piece yeah. of art, I can make some assumptions about 
how I think it was done and why I think it was made. But my interpretation could be different mm-hmm. from the artist's original intentions, right? Um, and I might be losing something That's in true. trying to yeah. recreate that work. So bring back Blizzard North from, are they still working on Hellgate London? And maybe just have them, you know, I, do a I pass so. on something. Just a thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> It is kind of funny. You probably hit the nail on the head. Bring back the developers who made this game or, you know, the people who who made this. You're like, okay, you mean like abduct them from the myriad of other companies they work for now, right? Like, it's not really an option. So I guess we'll see what we get. And until then, we can rely on the indie games, which that's going to be my question to you guys. You guys should send in your recommended indies for us. Obviously, I already talked about the um, co-op investigative space and the heist space. I want specific recommendations there, but if there's other stuff you guys want to recommend, just send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on Facebook and tell us about the social networks that we should join at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast and as always, we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Thank you.